Welcome to today's episode of Taking Care of Business. We are here with the most successful lettings agent that's ever been at Allsop, Allsop Real Estate. So in Allsop and Allsop's 16 years of being in business, we're going to talk to Connor Thompson, who is not only the number one billing agent, but also one of the most successful agents to step through Allsop and Allsop's door. So I'm welcoming Connor to my home, and we're sitting down to discuss what it's like to be an estate agent. Welcome to Take Care of Business. Thanks very much, Liz. Are you uh, happy to be in my home? Yeah, yeah it's lovely. <laughs> Welcome to the Atlantis. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, Connor, how long have you been with Allsop and Allsop now? Since August 2020, so almost three and a half years. Okay. And financially, the best decision you've ever made, according to real estate in Dubai? Definitely, definitely. It's difficult, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's difficult, um, but it is rewarding. Okay. I'll say that. See, Obviously, if you know all sorts of which you do, you know a lot of people come through our doors. A lot of people want to be successful. They want to be the next Connor. They want to be the next me, the next Rob Kempton, Darren Murphy, the Charlies, the aspirational characters. And you sit in that category. When you made that move um, three and a half years ago, what was it that triggered you? What was it that you thought, I'm going to Dubai? I think at the time, I think well, the UK was in lockdown. Yeah. So everyone was kind of looking for like, opportunities or kind of ways out of the UK. I actually knew someone at the time who worked at also. Who was uh, that? Tony McMahon who used to work Okay, with yeah, us. Tony, yeah. And uh, he's from the same village I'm from back home. Both with weird accents. Yeah. I know. Both. I know yeah. you sound like brothers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he put me in touch with Joe and then I'd done like, I think at that point it was the Zoom interviews because everyone was still isolated. Yeah. Um, and obviously Dubai was open Everyone else was shut. Yeah. Everyone was doing well in Dubai. No one was doing well in the UK. <laughs> um, You're selling it well there. So yeah, it was one of those sort of things. Um, and like the uncapped earnings was quite interesting. And the progression as well, because I remember at the time, we were given like a, a brochure almost. Yeah. And it was showing how, what people made as the years went on. Yeah. Obviously, I don't really like to like discuss figures, but you can see how people were going up and up. Yeah, yeah. and that was that was a big draw as well. Why do you think, like, if I look at your years now, and we'll get back onto your story in a minute, why do people go up and up? Because I found this, like, this is my personal experience. I think people that are really good in a job, they very rarely leave. Let's say all sort and all sort, because yeah. let's say yourself, you've probably been tapped up hundreds of times a week for other companies. But when you find every year that your revenue's getting better and your life's getting better. Why, why do people in real estate get better every year? I think it's some mix of things that obviously the market does help. Yeah. The market is going up or more people are coming to Dubai. But I think the longer you do the job, the more yeah. comfortable you get. Yeah. And then you can build up repeat business. I think that's a big thing with staying with the one company. You yeah. Your own client base, you get repeat business and then they refer you on. It almost kind of becomes self-referral. Yeah. And that's, I think, the longer you stay with the company, the longer you stay in one area, it kind of builds on itself. It is strange, isn't it? Because I, I, you won't remember this, but maybe, um, it's probably about three years ago, maybe two and a half years ago, we were in Business Bay and a really big company called you, one of their recruiters. And they, we were, I was standing next to you and you were like, why would I come there? I'm doing really well here. And this is the best company when I was laughing to myself when you was, and I was standing right next to you. And it does make you wonder, like, I think a lot of people, they don't want to stick it out because they don't see what Connor Thompson and three and a half years ago and two and a half years ago, they want instant success. Yeah. And I think um, that that's the best tip I'd give anybody today. If I look at, let's say, my own success or 
Other people around. I've done my job. I don't own the company, but I've done it for 15, 16 years. Yeah. And if you look at year one, my year one, our turnover was less than a million pound. Yeah. We do double that in a week now. So it's just like people don't see that journey. And I think that the journey you've been on to get to where you are today, you know, being the top agent, I think you've 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 rented over a hundred million dirhams of property. Did you know that? <laughs> nah, I don't. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad. <laughs> that puts you in the elite level. So a lot of people ask the same questions. So we get questions of people uh, in the business, outside the business. Someone's wrote on here one of the, one of the questions. Connor is one of the best agents in the company. Why hasn't he transitioned into sales? That's a massive question. A lot of people ask me that, to be honest. Um, being totally honest, it's a mixture of things. Right. Um, management is a massive thing for me. I've, I've worked with Rich for three and a half years. Yep. Richard Feeney, who's our lens uh, director. And I've never, I've got such a good relationship with him. Okay. I find that very hard to leave. The, the advice he gives me is unbelievable. Yeah. The way he knows how to manage me is brilliant. Gives me, it lets me do what I'm comfortable doing. Lets you fly. Yeah, lets me do what I'm comfortable doing. It doesn't stand over the top of me. I think a lot of people think you're very micromanaged also. Yeah. But reality is you're not. I don't feel micromanaged. Yeah. Um, And I think as well, I found that I was good at lens. Yeah. And it's, it's, Obviously. Hard, it's, hard, it's hard to walk away from something that you're good at and comfortable doing. Yeah. Um, But I think... Do you think it's on the roadmap for you or not at any point? I think at some point it will be, but I don't really want to leave the area I'm doing, so I'm happy to sit, sit it out to the yeah. opportunity comes up while doing the kind of, doing how well I'm doing. Because you do Jumeirah Golf Stakes. Yeah. And we're talking off camera before, and I'm not going to name names, but you're renting to celebrities constantly. Yeah, so I mean, you're, you're renting to like, maybe like... Well, let's call the well-known people. I'm not going to say we're ready. Yeah, like yeah, they're Bruce not Wiggins. necessarily like, yeah, like A-list celebrities, but you're renting to people that have got like, Big businesses, they're well-known, high net worth individuals. They're called great market to be in. Yeah, and it's um, you're dealing with these people, and then that's kind of when I go back to the repeat business. You deal with them, you deal with them correctly, and then they then pass you on to other people that they're friends with in that yeah. same sort of circle, and it just kind of all stems from there. But I've been very lucky as well. Where obviously when I went to GG, I've got Darren Murphy, Ken Paul. Like Liam, who's like done the area for like so so long, yeah, and they've been very good with me. They've helped me out, and when you're working in that kind of like you can't not you can't not no, succeed. No, if you're I, working in that pod with people that are doing better and better every year themselves, yeah. it's hard for you not to do better and better. Do you know when you look at them three people? I'm going to say this on camera because I, you know, I'm, I'm when I go on like radio or TV, like yeah. I'm people like it because I'm just blunt. But if you take Darren, Liam. And Rob Kenton, who are the people you work with? Yeah. All of them are multimillionaires. Yeah. Sterling. Yeah. I don't know where you could sit in a pod with anybody in a real estate, any other real estate company in Dubai, and say, "Sit me in an office with a group of millionaires." <laughs> it's mind blowing, really, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm, I mean, I'm very lucky that way, and it's like I've got, I've got people like that. I've got people, like I mentioned, Rich. About me, Rich. <laughs> Darren, Liam, Kemp. Like I've got them, like kind of people to really thank for, like okay. kind of how well they're like, because without kind of their support as well, and like kind of being in that kind of environment, yeah. I don't think I would have done. Do they get a little backhander for this or not? There's definitely look, it's sending them some money over or some yeah. little thank you speech to them. <laughs> okay, so we let's talk about A and A, all up and all up. Yeah, I don't really like A and A. I don't even. Like it's called all 
Yeah, people call it Allsop. I'm like, there's two of us, mate. So they run. It's like, it's like going, um, how can I put it into context? I'm trying to give a company that's got and in it. What company's got and in it? Give me an and. What's an and company? Big and companies. Marks and Spencers. Can't say Mark. People do say Marxes, don't yeah, they? Marks. I'm going to I take it back. You can say also. On Marxes. I'll say Marxes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when you joined our business, what what was your first impressions? What, what did you think? It was quite it was quite daunting. Um like it was like such a big corporate environment. Yeah. Never like kind of been in that corporate environment that size or anything like that before. And also as well, like obviously I did move out myself. Yeah. I moved out with a couple of friends that were doing different things, but um you can move into all sort myself. You get yeah. some people that move to all sort with their friends or yeah, yeah. I moved in out of your comfort zone. Out, out of my comfort zone. I knew someone was there that was helpful. Um but yeah, um it was daunting. It was daunting. Okay. And it's like you're meeting people from so many different backgrounds and parts of the world and Nobody really understands. Weird, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand you now. I've literally got Google Translate when we're talking. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think that is that that's a massive part of coming to another country, isn't it? I suppose you see different cultures and it widens your broadens your horizon, isn't it? Yeah, it does hundred percent. Why did you go to a smaller company? Because you know we're elite, you know we are the best, we've got high standards. I think ultimately I needed training, right. obviously. And I'm a very firm believer even now that I've been here in Dubai and I've seen all these other companies set up and I'd I'd, no, I'd never slam another company like Fair Play Tail. Yeah, of course. Fair play to anyone who owns a big company. But a big company is always going to have like a platform in place with like a recruitment program and like a training program. And I think I really did need that. Yeah. Um, I think these smaller companies, you really need to have the experience or the know-how to kind of go there first. Yeah. I mean, I might be wrong, but that's just my opinion. I don't think you can run a company unless you've been... You don't even have to be a good agent, by the way, because some people can be a bad agent and a good business owner. They're, they are a little bit different, but yeah. I do think... If you come over here, let's say from England, and you come from the biggest agency in London, yeah, and you come over here, you're for a wide awakening. Like it's not the same. Like you need to know how to do Dubai real estate. Yeah, it's a totally different. Case. There was a lot of people in my group that kind of were estate agents back yeah. then, yeah, and they're maybe not all here just now because it is. And a lot of them did say that after even a week of the training, like oh, this is nothing like back home. Well, we had an agency in the UK, and I remember going back then, even now. They're like waiting for people to call them and like, where's our valuations? Do we have any listings? Because we're looking at them like, are you going to speak to people yourself? Like, it's a very proactive, would you say it's a proactive job? Yeah, definitely. And I think that's, that's another thing about lettings. I would say that I would always, don't know if you're maybe going to get into this for yeah. time, but I was like, that's, I would always advise people to start with lettings because lettings, you're busy from the beginning. Yeah. You need to, it's, Sales can be slow. It can't, it's, it's not as fast-paced as, as lettings. But if you do lettings first, you've got that kind of work ethic where you need to go out and get it a bit. Yeah. And I think if you're in a rut in sales where you're maybe doing months without a deal and you've maybe went straight into sales, you find it hard to get that drive, I think. Yeah. Whereas if you've been in lettings before and you go in like a, kind of a, a slow patch of work, then you've got... You know what it's like. You need to pick up the phone. You need to start phoning people. You need to kind of self-generate. Do you know what makes an agent happy, in my opinion, in real estate? It's not commission. Commission is obviously the end goal. Yeah. It's doing transactions. Yeah. I think, you know, when you get that tenancy or that sale complete and both parties have agreed and it goes on our board, there is a level of accomplishment. It's a bit like when I spoke to the, uh, speak to and I watched this podcast about this guy in the army and he said, why do you, why do you make everyone do their bed in the morning? And he was like, it's a sense of achievement. You've, you've, you've yeah. done your first thing for the day. And I think that 
that sense of achievement in real estate is a transaction. Yeah, I would rather do six small deals and one big deal. Yeah. Because you want to keep turning them out because it gets your confidence up. And it's like, see, a sense of achievement. Yeah. Each time you do one, if you're doing that regularly, even if they're not the big massive ones, yeah. if you're doing them regularly, it's does wonders for your confidence. I, I've always said, if I was to be a car, a car manufacturer, I'd be a Fiat than a Ferrari. Can you sell more? Sell more. I, I, I'm a massive, massive believer in volume. Okay, so top three. You are in the top three in, uh, let's say, also up and also history number one. Top three is actually unfair to you. What, what is your trait? What, if you were to sit with anybody today and you sit with another, another version of yourself three and a half years ago and you said, what advice would you give somebody? What, what are you going to tell them? Stick at it. I know it sounds cliche, but trust the process. Yeah. Like, what is the process? You, you, you are going to be flying from the start. Yeah. Like, you might get lucky and do a couple of good deals at the beginning, but you need to really stick at it because yeah. you need to get that understanding of the market, understanding how things work. And understanding the people with so many different cultures, because yeah. you're dealing with so many different cultures out here, and that will only come with time, because you're not going to meet one culture and then that's your So if someone was with you now and they were saying, I'm sticking at it, but it's not working, on the technical side of things, as in like in the job, yeah. what advice would you give them then if they're, if they're sticking at it and it's just not working? Because there's going to be watching this podcast even at yeah. all sorts of that. Yeah. At four um, months in going, Connor, I'm sticking at it. Obviously, like, tell people you can't, Stay positive. Like, yeah. It, well, it, it does turn a coin. Um, like, but at the end of the day, you've always got to kind of look at yourself a bit more as well. Yeah. I see so many people leaving, and like, if you ask them the honest question, did they do the most? And the answer would be no. Yeah. Um, you kind of need to look at what you're doing and kind of, kind of self-evaluate yourself. Like, oh, am I doing this? Yeah. As good. Am I speaking to people in the right manner? Am I targeting the right properties? Yeah. So it's all fair and well picking up the phone and phoning. But yeah. If you're phoning blind, yeah, I'll be getting But if your colleague's next year that needs a two bed, I'd be phoning two beds. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, for me, if you're not calling with a purpose or speaking to people with a purpose, I mean, yeah. I was talking to someone the other day, and I mean, for me, if I was to give anybody advice sitting in, in, in their seat now, I'd say to them, you've got to speak to people. Yeah, and this sounds mad to you, but the way the world is, like, I try and go through the transition of my real estate era. When I first started real estate, it's how old I am you were posting new listings to people. You get their post, post yeah. box and you send it to them and then they get it in five days. Then we went to fax and then it sort of went to email. We're now at WhatsApp. But the problem with WhatsApp for me is it's so impersonal. It's great to prospect as an overlay, but you can't convince anybody convince over WhatsApp. It's mad, never, isn't it? Never do it. And plus, like WhatsApp, like, you, you just get lost in the pile. Like, I've, like, I mean, you, you, are, you do occasional deals through WhatsApp, but if you're doing any deal and there is a bit of negotiation involved, you're always on the phone. Like, it's, got to be, it's either got to be face-to-face or, 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 or... I just don't see how I could call you in Jamiro Golf States and go, right, I've got this amazing plot in Redwood. It's a corner plot overlooking the golf. You know the 15th hole, this one, that. If I did that, I've got more effect than going... Full golf course, you yeah, because like, they, they can't, they can't, hear they can't their, understand what you can't doing. hear the emotion in your voice. But that's what technology's doing yeah. for a lot of, I think, for a lot of agents. Yeah, they come lazy. Yeah, I, I just think they think of it as that's them speaking to a client, but it's not. Like I could literally today, I could send a bulk SMS out to fifty thousand people. That doesn't mean like I'm going to be the best agent. Also, also. No. <laughs> no. Okay, so let's talk about the rental market a bit. Yeah. Last. Let's call it 18 months. What's happened in 18 months for your tenant? 
it's I mean the market has went up. Yeah, I came when also uh, when Dubai was kind of coming out of lockdown. Yeah, so I came at the very tail end of what was classed as COVID prices. Yeah, so ever since I've been in Dubai, it's gone up. But I would say from 2020, 2022, the beginning of 2022, yeah. I just noticed everything just to start going up. And I still, I mean, you get the question always, oh, is the market going to crash? Yeah. I think it's going to plateau. Yeah. And by that, I mean that everything's going to find its level. Yeah. And people just think negatively when they hear that. But that's not yeah. negative because you look at where you were two years ago. Yeah. Like these properties are still jumped up massively. And everything, if, if everything finds its level, for example, if a flame tree finds its level at 700k, go back to 2020, 380k. So we're, we're still still 320k up from what we were two or three years ago. And that's madness. Do you not think this, and this is my theory, and I just want to hear from your point of view, my theory is there's too many people coming to the country and not enough properties. I think in Village, absolutely. Yeah. And that's my opinion. Like, there's lots of new apartment blocks being launched and off-plan. Um, I don't clash with an off-plan expert, yeah. but I do see there's a lot more yeah. apartment blocks in Villas. But so many like kind of expat families coming out here. These families want to be in villa communities, townhouse communities. And in a good location. And for somewhere like Jamila Golf Estates where it's, there's a handful of plots that are being built on with yeah. new developments. It's already community. The stock is what you've got. And this is where I think Dubai will end up. How I forecast Dubai, I think prices will plateau or go up 5% a year rather than the 50% a yeah. year. But what I think you'll find, a bit like London or or let's say Scotland, the near from. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure about that, right. In Scotland. So you've probably got, let's say, it's Edinburgh, Scotland. Yeah, Edinburgh. Okay, Edinburgh. I've got a very bad joke, by the way. Um, if you've got Edinburgh and you're in central Edinburgh, the further you go out, yeah. the more value you're going to get. And I think you're going to find your Alcudra Roads in Dubai, which is like Town Square and places like that, and uh, Mira. They're all going to be more valuable. What's going to happen at some point? They're going to go even further out. Yeah. And you're going to Dubai South and you're going to have uh, these See, areas. Yeah, like this gap between even Mira and Damak Hills too, like that's going to end up getting filled in as well. Exactly. And this new, like, I don't know too much about it, but this obviously this new path that's been built down yeah. to Bali, like said Dubai South, which everybody kind of laughed at a couple of years ago, it's now going to be the middle point between the like, say, Gigi and the Dubai Hills and the new path. So that's going to go on value as well. And this is where it goes back to my point, when people go, I want to be in the centre, the centre of what? Because now you've got the Palm, yeah. you've got Marina, and then you've got Downtown, like, they're all like miniature cities. And if Palm Jabalani comes up, all of a sudden Dubai South becomes an epicenter of yeah, because busyness. Yeah, it becomes a middle ground. Yeah. Next to the airport, all it needs is a couple of malls to be finished around about it. And next thing, that's the new Dubai Hills on that side of Dubai. Okay, so if you're a landlord on the market, uh, what tips would you give at the moment? So important to have your property looking fresh. Okay. A lot of people are, the market's gone up. Yeah. But you, but when these prices have gone up, tenants are paying this money, but they want top the property, yeah. top, top property. And I can't describe to landlords how important it is, even if it's every year, spending 10, 15,000 dirhams, getting it painted, getting your ACs done, yeah. getting kitchen trapped, doing whatever you need to do. Just because if you look, like I say, going back to two, three years ago, you're making almost doubling what you're making. Yeah. For the sake of spending 15,000 to 20,000 dirhams, it's so worth it because these clients are going in with the mindset, the markets went up, I, I want more. Or if I'm going to be paying this price compared to what I was paying two years ago, it needs to tick in the box. Who's in control though, tenants or landlords at the moment? Um, still landlords in the yeah. sense that there's a demand, like 
maybe get two to three people per property. It's mad, isn't it? Um, so just get that. There's two to three people per property, man. Yeah. But I do think landlords are now starting to be a bit kind of more open-minded to what yeah. I just said there, where I would say when the market was going through the roof, yeah. they were like, no, this is it. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Now they're starting to realise the longevity in their property where if a client's saying, oh, can you wrap this? Can you maybe spray this? Yeah. Do that? And they're open to it because of kind of came round to the fact that I'm getting a good return yeah. what I was getting a few years ago. It's worthwhile me spending this extra 15,000, 20, 20,000 down, which is absolute minor compared to what I'm getting now getting rent just to make the property fresh. So I would say that even though the landlords are in control now, they are being a bit more open-minded to do the proper changes. If you're making the money, you don't mind investing the money. That's just start with the basic, aren't it? Okay, and we'll wrap it up with this then. So where do you forecast the Dubai rental market for 2024? Uh, I think it will still be strong. I think prices will start to they'll stop rising significantly. They'll yeah. find a level, which yeah. will still be a good, good level. Yeah. Um, Like you touched on as well, so many other people are coming into Dubai that I do think we're going to see another influx of people coming in. Each year, I think January is really busy for me. Yeah. Start started the year quite busy. With people that are already either planning on coming over for March or April or people that are already here. Couldn't agree anymore. I think for me, if I was talking the rental market today, the sales market, I think even with these launches coming in, we're two or three years from handing over. People are not going to wait two or three years for handover. They're going to fly over, try and find a house. And I think it's going to keep squeezing the price of sales and rentals until the handovers catch up with the new population. But I think the market's healthy. I think if you're in property at the moment, I think the main tip I'd give anybody is to speak to a really good agent. Because if I was to actually stat now, how many prop out of 10, how many properties actually make it online? Personally, I would say about four. So six properties out of 10 yourself, am I? A lot of the time, yeah. That's my number one tip. If you're going to find a someone to rent or sell your house, go and contact the company or the market leading agent and ask them what they've got because this, like, you've got to understand Connor's position at the moment. When a property comes live, he's saying he's got three clients to call already. So if you're waiting online on the property portals, you probably not going to get the property that you want. So very exciting market and thank you so much for coming down the number one agent in lettings for history and uh, look forward to a big 2024. Perfect. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Thank you.